The Braves are getting ready to break camp and heading up to Washington, D.C., but is there a problem with the pitching staff? We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of The Crowded Booth. How in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is coming on. The Crowded Booth with Bryce Coon. Tuesday, party people. It is a fine Tuesday morning as you are listening on the airwaves, you're listening in podcast form, or, 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 you like that, Ralph? Or, or you're watching on the YouTube channel, which we are getting closer and closer to 2,000 subscribers, and you remember the deal, folks. You get to 2K, Ralph will Venmo you two cents. So we'll do that. We can't wait for that to happen. No, if we do get 2,000 subscribers, we're going to be doing a nice little giveaway. Uh, we've got some hoodies. we got some Braves tickets we're going to be giving away. Um, we yeah, are. Ralph, it's, Ralph didn't know that. Yeah, I got, we got a pair of Braves tickets we're going to be giving away. Um, and if you're a Georgia Tech I'm fan. I'm definitely unsubscribing now and waiting to be that 2,000. And wait to be, you gotta be, you gotta be the, no, we just need to get a 2K. Once we get to 2K subscribers, let us know down in the comments below or hit us up on social media, head over to thecrowdedbooth.com. You see our tags right there at Bryce underscore Coon on Twitter and at Ralph Leary or at Wreck-It Ralph three, I believe on the Instagram. Don't follow me on Instagram. Okay, don't follow him on Instagram. That's fine. I'll post. So. He, don't po- he doesn't post anything. Uh, no, that's true. Let's talk about the Atlanta Braves, Ralph. I've got the game on MLB TV. You and I are excited because we're not sponsored by him. We wish we were. But Fubo TV is going to let us watch the Atlanta Braves this year. I wanted to start the show with that. If you are like, hey, Bally Sports, we can't find it anywhere. We need to find it somewhere. Fubo TV, it's 75 bucks, which really we were lied to. It's actually 88 bucks a month. Um, but you can split that in however many ways you'd like. Unlimited screens, which is huge. Which, Ralph, maybe we should just open it up to the audience. No. Give them a, and just say, hey, if you pay us, we'll, we'll let you we'll do it. We'll send you the account name. <laughs> we'll send you the account name. Yeah, that no, sounds good. But, but Bally Sports is on Fupu TV to stream. And Thursday, Ralph, they will be teeing it up. In Washington, D.C. against the Nationals, uh, and I can't wait till the Braves lose the National Series and Braves Twitter melts once again. One of the biggest reasons, Ralph, is this pitching staff. We're going to talk about that here today. Uh, look, we talked about, obviously, uh, in a big preview. You've seen it. You've heard about it. Dylan Dodd, Jared Schuster, the shush man himself, uh, battling out for the fifth spot, Ralph, and a lot of people said, hey, if you're a diehard Braves fan, you kind of knew who Jared Schuster was, first-round pick mm-hmm. uh, in 2020, the shortened draft out of Wake Forest. You may not have known who Dylan Dodd was. And I'm going to be honest, I really had no clue who this kid was. But he's one of those guys that you know wasn't highly rated in the farm system, uh, the Braves farm system, I think it's like 29th. Uh, but that's, you know, who cares about that? They still produce prospects, and we don't care. But Dodd is like in the top 30. He's like, I don't know where he ranks. But the thing is, is that he wasn't a guy that was highly rated. He just performs. And that's what he did all spring. And that's what Schuster did all spring. Uh, They beat out Ian Anderson, Bryce Elder. Mike Soroka has the hamstring set back. So he really never got going in spring training. But Ralph, the two guys win the job. Um, They're going to be pitching, both be making the opening day roster, making the trip up to Washington with Kyle Wright going to the IL. Um, What do you think? I mean, the two kids just perform, and I think it's one of those things where it's like, until they don't, let them them keep going. Yeah, I mean, I I said it last year, I think around this time, and beginning of the season, man, you're going to see a lot of new faces 
in different spots, obviously. Uh, with every roster, you'll have a lot of different changes in your rotation, your bullpen. And uh, everything kind of starts to mellow out about end of May is when you kind of start seeing your established five rotation guys. I mean, you'll probably have five or six right now for the next few weeks, maybe a month mm-hmm. or two. It's just guys because you got guys who are, you know, Bryce Elder's probably going to get called up eventually. I mean, he, yeah. he was really good last year. Had a huge game in uh, in Miami last year where he went nine innings, complete game. Um, and that's, good. that's huge for a rookie. I mean, I saw some pretty impressive. I don't care who it's against. I mean, Miami yeah. was out of the race by then, but, like, the fact that he performed, that's huge. Exactly. So, you're, you're going to see a lot of these guys come in and go, and it's just it's just part of the beginning of the season. So, Jerry Schuster and, and uh, Dodd are definitely going to be ones that, you know, I hope they both get against the chance to stay. I mean, if, if you know, if, one's, if they're both doing really good, and Kyle Wright comes back healthy, and the whole six guys in this rotation are good. I mean, we know what Max Freed's got. I mean, he's Cy Young candidate year in, year out now. Yeah. Strider's up there now. Charlie Morton is, you know, his age may slow him down, but he's still throwing about 97, 98. So, yeah. you have six guys in your rotation. Brian Singer's probably not mad about that. No, no, I, I'm not – I'm not necessarily um, in the camp. I know a lot of people wanted this starter to be added. Now, let's go back to last year. Let's talk more about Charlie Morton because Morton's an interesting case, and you and I, we are probably more the internal optimist of the brave social media and and, and all that kind of stuff. Like We are just going to be like, hey, these guys are good for a reason. They're going to figure it out. Here's my take on Charlie Morton. Uh, look, Morton didn't have the season that he wanted last year, but Ralph, we have to remember he was rehabbing, breaking his leg in the World Series. He never really got a full offseason. He didn't do his normal stuff. He was rehabbing. And then, remember, we had a shortened spring last year, so he didn't get the normal reps to kind of rev things up last season. So my argument is, yes, the age thing will come a factor. Father time always has a time and place where it comes and bites you as a player. But Charlie Morton has shown that he can reinvent himself, and I think the fact that he has reinvented himself to such an older age, later in his career – why can't he have like one more really, really good season? Um, you know, I don't think Morton's going to pitch another two, three years. I mean, just for the fact of, you know, his personality, kind of what he sounds like he wants to be with his family, his kids, stuff like that. But I mean, look, Morton has, I, I know we don't get a lot into it, but Ralph, I know you're familiar like with the RPMs, like his spin rate yeah. is ridiculous. So okay. it's not, it's not like it's flat. You talked about 97, 98. I mean, this is a guy who's throwing hard. He's got a nasty, the old Uncle Charlie, the curveball. Yeah. He's got a nasty curveball. So I like Morton, and I like it too because two years ago when this signing was initially made, we talked about the fact that, gosh, Morton's going to have to be the number two. And the biggest thing you mentioned earlier, he's really, he doesn't have to. Like he could be he could be the number four in this situation when Kyle Wright gets healthy and you've got a one, two, three of Max Freed, Spencer Strider, who we're going to get to that in a second, and then – Obviously, Kyle. Kyle Wright building off of last season. I don't – let's go to it right here. I I feel comfortable with Charlie Morton in the four. And right. let's start with Kyle Wright in this sense. A lot of people have been seeing on social media, well, what happens if he goes back to what he was? I don't, I don't think he does. Like, it's very rare that a player figures it out like he did last year and then just and reverts works. back to everything. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening. I think Kyle Wright turned a corner mentally – uh, and man, I don't know if he's going to win 21 games, but I think he's going to be a you know a top of the line guy for as long as the Braves keep him on the roster. Well, I think what he realized is that that 21 season when they, when they won the World Series that that was really his last chance to kind of go out there and 
you know, get a good, get a good like season, like a full season. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't start off very well. He slow, slow start, got beat up around, you know, when he got, when he got called up and stuff. And then he came to the playoffs and said, this is really my last chance. Yeah. Like, I have nothing left behind. Like everything behind me has proven me that I can't do this. And then he shoved for four and a half innings in, in, against the, the Astros in the World Series, like against game four, I think. It was four. game yeah. four, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up bracing the winning that game. So that was huge. And then 22, 22 season starts, he's back on the team. And he looks like a different, he's a different guy. I mean, he's just like a, everything, look, he's more confident with his pitches. He wasn't trying to, you know, throw 98. He's, he was comfortable. He was sitting at 94, 95. And it was his, moving. Yeah. Sinker was incredible. His changeup, all, all his off speed pitches were great. And he was throwing strikes. Something he is mm. he's struggled with so much was throwing strikes. He walked a lot of people in his past, and I think he finally found it last year. And like you said, you don't really just lose it. I mean, now Ian Anderson, he's young. He had a yeah, we lot we of forget that. that we forget that kid was drafted out of high school, and, and the success that. he had was stupid early. Yeah, and he he was and we hit we on how he had like two or three pitches at the time. Now, is he gonna yeah. is he gonna help him in the future if he adds more pitches? I don't know. I'm yeah. not a guru. I can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow, but what, what, what the Braves have right now, and there are five to six guys that are in the rotation with Kyle Wright. If he's not, if you're not counting him hurt, it's probably top two, top three rotation of baseball, in my opinion. A guy that you mentioned, Ralph, you talk about two to three pitches, and that's Spencer Strider, who truly, uh, when you look at the percentages, I mean, he has a changeup. He doesn't really throw it a lot. It's more of a change of pace at. You know, he'll sneak in every now and then. He's got the electric fastball, and he's got the nasty breaking ball. So can Spencer Strider survive off that? And I sit in the camp. I've watched um, – I know you sent me the clip from Talking Baseball. I love those guys over there. And they did their Braves preview, um, and they said, why not? Like, they have Trevor Plouffe on that obviously played baseball, and, you know, remember he picked the Braves and the Astros to go to the World Series that year. Absolutely crazy. And he's kind of a Braves guy in the sense of he played with Matt Olson for a spell in Oakland and Sean Murphy. And so he loves, loves the Braves, and he was talking about it. Like, why not? Because when you have a fastball let, – so let's paint the picture. We don't get analytical, but I just kind of want to paint a picture of what Spencer Strider does with his fastball. When you look at the day and age of guys with fastballs nowadays in the triple digits or high 90s that sit there on average, what do we notice about them? They're 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". They're huge human beings. Yeah. Spencer Strider's like 5'11", 6 foot. So when he throws that fastball, it's giving the appearance that it's rising up into the zone because he's right. not throwing necessarily downhill. Uh, look, I don't think that there is a – I'd venture to say, I don't think there's a more cerebral pitcher in baseball than what Spencer Strider does of how he's figured out his ability to use what he has, his God-given gifts, um, his physique that he obviously – you remember that video last year was like him and Paul Bird or Peter Moylan doing the workout, and like he was like showing him what is like pre his pre workout routine, and it was like it's ridiculous, like what he does and how he takes care of his body. So, all of that to say, I think Strider is going to excel with two pitches if he develops the third pitch. Holy cow! Like if he does, uh, but this is a guy that I truly believe has the potential this season. To be one of the best pitchers in baseball, but just because I don't, I don't know. Like, yes, everyone can eventually time a fastball, but it's not flat, and uh, it's so explosive coming out of his hand. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see him having a sophomore slump, Ralph. No, I mean, and like what you're saying is it's all true. When people talk about the uh, the, the playoff game. He got yeah. shelled in that playoff game. I mean, yeah, but he's also coming off an oblique injury that he probably rushed to get back to. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If, you're, if your team's in the playoffs, you want to be there for the team. You, you got him there. Yeah. You helped out. You know, you want to be in the playoff game. You kind of rushed back. You said you're good. You're probably not all the way back. And it just didn't like – he didn't look himself. And obviously, you're placing the hottest team in baseball at the time with the Phillies. Um, like you said, I don't think – I don't see a, a sophomore slump for him. I think he bounces back. I think he has a great year. If he develops that change up like to a to an actual third pitch, you're talking about a guy who can pump 101, 102, break your ankle with a slider, and then yeah. throw you off and, and then drop you something about 85 of a change up. It just kind of just slows you down. It's just it, it looks it, like a fastball coming out of the hand. Yeah, that's you that's don't, filthy. You can't prepare for it. I mean, yeah, there's three pitches, you have a better chance of picking one of them. <laughs> but then again, you don't have the time to pick up a fastball that's coming at 101. Yeah, you have to sit fastball on him. You have yeah, to not, sit you're fastball. You're not expecting the ball to go across the other side of the plate and spinning so much. You're not expecting the ball to just slow down a little bit from that fastball you got two pitches earlier. Yeah, you, know, you, yeah. you can't prepare for something like that. It's just it's the same thing with Chris Sale when he pitched. I know they're not the same kind of pitching motion that he's lefty and he's taller, but he when he threw from way out here, you know, and was his you know, slumbers, in, you didn't know what was coming. He could throw a slider that was at your actual ankle if you're a righty. Or he threw it across the plate, and you wouldn't even touch the lefty. And yeah. You you had to guess what he was going to throw. I know it sounds like, oh well, it's probability. You know, you can guess. I mean, you can, but you have. Yeah, but that you have two tenths second. of a second to figure exactly. it out. I mean, that's what's so crazy. Him that's throwing so hard and being the size that he is, and and like his height, it's hard to pick that up. I mean, I, I'll tell you one thing: you can go on YouTube, look up like umpire videos from like major league or college baseball. Watch how hard it is from like a from their game. point of view. Yeah, exactly. You know, like go. I think there's one. Of, I'm pretty sure there's one of, from the Tennessee closer last year that won it through 105. Ben Joyce, yeah, yeah pitches ben for the Joyce. Angels now. Yeah, let's go watch that. Watch Still that cool. one time. You tell me you're picking up 105 from the mound. Yeah. If you if you think it's ridiculous, <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, I, I love what Spencer Strider brings to the table. And two, I love the fact that uh, he has a little moxie. He's got a little swagger about him, a little a little arrogance, because you have to have that as a pitcher. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, I go back to the sense of when Atlanta played that series up in New York, and he said, you know, that's what lucky hits get you. I mean, they they did that. And then, I mean, Ralph, then they came to Atlanta, and I mean, good God, you can go there. Uh, there's a highlight reel of the whole weekend in Atlanta. Playoff atmosphere and the Braves just destroyed them. I mean, just absolutely embarrassed uh, the Mets franchise. When you come at the Kings, you better not miss. You better not miss. Absolutely love it. Uh, Max Freed. Uh, we'll talk lastly about him. We talked about the fifth guys. We talked about Kyle Wright. I, I really like where he is. Um, you know, Charlie Morton. Uh, you mentioned Bryce Elder, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka. I mean, that's that's three really good depth guys. And I think I want to say this before we move on to Max Freed. Soroka. People saying, is he going to come back? Is he going to come back? Ralph, I know that, I don't know if he'll watch it, but your dad is one of the big guys. Why do we keep paying this guy? You know, like, what are we doing? Here's my thing with Mike Soroka. Like, I think he's already proven people wrong. Like, he is back. This was an injury that was just kind of a fluky thing. Uh, But he threw, you know, obviously the other day. Um, Ralph, he looks good. The velo looks good. I'm not, I'm excited to see. Honestly, I've never been to a Gwinnett Stripers game. I might go. 
Well, I have been. I went last year. That's a lie. I'm a liar. Uh, I might go just to see him pitch, uh, just, just to like see one. Uh, obviously, before I move, so we'll, I did, we'll figure I that out. I did get to see him in Atlanta one time when uh, I think his, first, I guess it was his his All Star season. I went to a yeah, game. it was 2018. Yeah, yeah, I went to one of the games he pitched. That was the only time I ever seen him pitch. But it was, I'm pretty sure he got the win. I'm pretty yeah. sure he got the win. See the 2018 but, um, or 2019. Yeah, yeah, but. Like you're saying, Max Free. I think there's only a few things to say about Max Free, honestly, Bryce. It's just that yeah. he's the man. He had a 2.4 ERA last year, his lowest of his career. He, you know, dominant stuff. He's not going to strike out 80 people. Or, you know, he's not going to strike out 10 people a game. He, if he struck out 80 people a game, that'd be wild. <laughs> I was reading a stat over here that had 80. I don't know why I thought 80. Um, yeah. He's not going to strike out, you know, 12 people a game. He'll have one of those every once in a while, but very rarely. He's going to force a lot of ground outs. He's going to get those fly balls. He's yeah. going to pitch the sixth inning usually. Yeah. He is the guy that you want on the mound in the, in the big in the spotlight, in my opinion. As a, Braves, as a Braves fan, watching – I mean, go back and watch any game Max Freeze pitched, and then you think, okay, well, he's a good pitcher. Go watch game six of the World Series. That's all he's a lead pitcher. He is the he is the ace. Yeah, he's the ace. He deserved it. I I didn't think there was anyone else on the team who deserved it more. Honestly, yeah. Um, The only thing, man, is if uh, we got to resign him. I and and I'll be honest with you, I think they do. I I, just from a conversation. uh, If you ever listen, if you ever or watch or listen to the Seven Fifty Five is Real podcast, David O'Brien, Erica Flaherty on the Athletic, really good podcast. You don't have to have a subscription to. Listen, you can just YouTube that. Um, they interviewed Alex Anthopoulos, and he said, look, we value pitching a little bit differently uh, in, the, in the sense of where, you know, we can talk about it again. Matt Olson, they found probably the perfect replacement. Uh, you know, we're going to see how the shortstop thing works out. Um, but I will say this. I don't see them getting Max Freed um, – I don't see him walking away unless if he gets to free agency, then yeah, I could see him. But I, I just, I think the Atlanta's going to give him an extension. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm too, uh, I'm too the, wishful thinking. I know everyone's, we all talk about the past. It's like we lost Dansby, we lost Freddie, you know, and it's, yeah, we did, but it's, I feel like Max Freed's a little different. He's not the money chaser. Mm-hmm. He's not the, you know, I deserve this much more. I mean, yeah, he deserves more. I mean, he deserves probably the, the good contract he, he, he's going to get. Um, I just don't think he's like kind of the reachy kind of type. I mean, I'll reach for this. You know, I, mean, I think he'll stay in Atlanta. I think he likes Atlanta a lot. He said it's – I saw watching um, – if you watch this behind the Braves videos on YouTube, you'll see a lot of these guys. Fantastic. He loves the Braves. I think he loves Atlanta. He's Fans love him here. He's done well. Um, you know, his past, past four years have been some of the best baseball you've watched at Max Freed. Especially 2020, mm-hmm. when he went 7-0. and I know it was, you know, 7-0, but he only pitched 11 times. I mean, one of the best pitchers in baseball at the time. And, you know, last year had a great year. I think he'll bounce back again and have a better season this year. Um, yeah, there's not much, I mean, like I said, there wasn't much you can say about him in the first place. He, he yeah. is who he is. He, yeah, he's, he's the ace. That's why. He's the ace. Um, I absolutely love watching this guy pitch. He's one of those that I feel like is can't miss TV, too. Like, if you're in the stadium, you can't miss it. And speaking of, as we wrap it up here, Ralph – uh, we are at 1,620 subscribers. So that's 1,620, which is fantastic. We appreciate everyone who's subbed. I would love to give these Braves tickets away in, I think it's I think it's the middle of April. 
I'd love to get away at 2,000. So that is 380 subscribers that we need to hit the 2K mark. Remember, Ralph will Venmo you if you're the 2,000 subscriber, two cents. And I'll then Venmo you $3 will... so you get a hot dog. I don't know where you're getting a hot dog from. Uh, with that, maybe the gas station, uh, the, 7-Eleven. The online, the online oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, no doubt about it. Know. I should know. Obviously, we did that. There we go. Absolutely fantastic. Hey, we appreciate you tuning in here to the Crowded Booth Podcast. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Make sure to check us out on social media as well. My name is Bryce Coon. His name is Ralph Leary. We're coming at you all summer long, even though we will no longer be in the same city or same state. Uh, we will be doing that uh, this summer and beyond. And make sure to check out the rest of the channel as well. We have Braves content. We got college football content, and we also have Georgia Tech content for those fans over there uh, that enjoy their swarm talk as well as where we're going to be dropping one of those, I guess, on Wednesday. Wednesday's going to be tech, one of those episodes. Do they want me back? The Tech fans want me I, back? Yeah. I, I think they want you back. I think they want you back. We'll stay, uh, stay frosty, everyone, and have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday afternoon.